What's up, queens? I want to let you guys know why I call you queens. Not only is this the Retail Queen podcast, but I want you guys to feel like and be the queens of your business. So I looked up the definition of queen, and it's actually the female ruler of an independent state, especially one who inherits inherits the position by right of birth. So obviously we are not like out here ruling states and you know all of that stuff but we can be the female ruler of our businesses we can be the ceo of our businesses and you actually believe it or not inherited the right the passion the drive to be the queen slash the ceo of your business at birth so at birth you were It was meant to be already that you were going to be the CEO of whatever company you currently have. So think about it this way, like the passion and drive and desire that you have to have a business, to be in business, that was put inside of you at birth. Like you would not have this passion and this drive if it was not meant to be. So that is why you are a queen. And also another definition for queen is a chess piece, right? So the most, the queen is the most powerful chess piece that each player has. It's able to move any number of unobstructed squares and in any direction. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Okay. So the queen is really powerful and it's able to move any number of squares. So basically you as a queen are able to move past any obstacles that come your way any mountains that you need to climb you are able to conquer them because you are a queen so that is why i keep calling you guys queens i want you guys to feel like you can conquer anything because you can and that is one of the reasons why I do what I do I want to help more women realize that they can literally do anything they put their heart on and it was not put in your heart by mistake it was not put as a a desire on your heart by mistake whatever it is that you want to accomplish it is meant to be and all you have to do is figure out how to get there it's going to be a journey there's going to be mountains but all you have to do is keep going keep educating yourself just keep going and you have the power to achieve anything that you want to all right you guys today we are talking about pricing and how your prices affect how much money you actually make and how much profit you actually make. So we are going to get your pricing in check if it is not already in check. And if you think your pricing is good, well, we're going to figure that out today. So I want to tell you a little story. I actually just found this spreadsheet on my Google Drive a little bit ago. And it was a spreadsheet of where I was figuring out how much I was actually making off each t-shirt I was making. So some of you guys know that I had an Etsy shop I shipped to all 50 states, all over the country. And it was a very, very popular Etsy shop. I ended up quitting my full-time job from just the Etsy shop alone that was my business. 
and now we have evolved into a full-on boutique but it was a spreadsheet of me figuring out how much profit I was actually making off of the t-shirt with shipping um, supplies materials the, the work that actually went into it all of that and I remember doing this I remember figuring out how much profit I was actually making and after I figured it out I wanted to throw up like I wanted to cry because I had been doing the shirts for so long and I didn't know, like I thought I was making money, but I actually was not making that much money at all. So what I did was after reviewing the prices and how much profit I was actually making, I adjusted my prices to what they needed to be to actually make a good profit, a profit that I was able to use to grow my business, a profit I was able to use to actually pay myself, to quit my full-time job, all of that stuff I was able to do because I raised my prices to what they needed to be. So I see a lot of people who strive to have the lowest prices because they think that more customers will purchase with them just because they have the lowest prices. Well, let me tell you something. There's a couple things wrong with having the lowest prices because think about it. Do you want to be the dollar tree of your industry or do you want to be the, let's say, Dillard's of your industry? Like you don't want to be known as the cheapest because number one, when people think cheap, they think low quality. So if you are known to everybody as the cheapest of your industry, whatever it is, you're going to be known as like a low quality business. Also, you're going to be attracting people who want deals, attracting people who are cheap. <laughs> and in the end, we don't really want those kind of people because those are the people that are basically only going to purchase with you because of your prices. They're only purchasing with you because you have deals going on or just because you have really, really, really low prices that are under market standards. And the thing is, as you start to grow, as you start to hire on people, as you start to pay yourself, quit your job, you know, maybe open a store, all of those things, your expenses could rise. So if you are known and you people know you as the cheapest place, it's going to be hard to raise your prices later. Just because you don't have expenses now doesn't mean you're not going to have more expenses later. So we need to go ahead and make that profit now and attract customers that are willing to pay full price, are willing to pay for what you have to offer at a fair price that allows you to profit and pay your bills. I also want to talk about this word that is thrown around all of the time and I want you guys to stop using it. It's the word affordable. So marketing your business as affordable is technically doing you and your customers a disservice because the fact is what is affordable? What is affordable? It could be totally different from one person to the other. One person might be able to afford a $40 shirt and another person might not be able to. Or maybe a $40 shirt to one person is super cheap. You know, 
we cannot market ourselves as affordable because it's just not fair. We can't label our business as affordable because we don't know what is the right price for whatever person it is. Also, if you are using the word affordable, chances are you are going to attract a lot of people that are looking for deals. They're looking for very, very low cost items. So if you are attracting all of the Susans and the Sallys of the world that just want to buy stuff for really, really cheap, that's what you're going to get. That You're going to get all of the people that don't want to pay full prices for things. And then what, what's going to happen here is you're marketing yourself as affordable. And then all of those people who regularly do not pay full retail price for items, they're just going to sit there and wait until your items go on sale. And then they're going to purchase them because they are deal hunters. They are the people that are looking for quote unquote affordable, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means cheap stuff. You know what I mean? So just stop using the word affordable to market your business. There are so many different ways. Anybody can be affordable. Literally anybody could say, Hey, we're affordable. What does that even mean? You guys make sure you are marketing your business in a way that is different from other people. You, anybody could say we're affordable, but like, what is it that you can market your business that nobody else can say So let's talk about pricing. Your prices need to be able to allow you to, number one, invest back into more inventory, create more inventory, whatever it is that you do. Your pricing needs to allow, not only that, but it needs to allow you to be able to pay your expenses and then it needs to allow you to be able to pay yourself. So with that being said, let's do some calculations. These are going to depend on the type of business you have. So whether you have handmade, whether you do wholesale to retail, that part is going to be different. But in the end, we want to make sure that we are making enough profit to be able to do all of those things that I mentioned just a minute ago. So if you are doing handmade items, you need to figure out how much it costs to make each item. So what are the total cost of materials that you need to make the item? Figure out that price and then you're going to want to add on the time, the cost of the time it actually makes you to make each item. So figure out how much you want to make per hour. And if it takes you less than an hour, to make each item that's great too you'll just want to figure out your total cost of how long it took you to make each item add those together and then you're going to want to times that by two 2.5 three whatever it is that you can do depending on your item depending on the market that is what you're going to want to charge because Just adding up the cost of materials and adding on a little bit is not enough. You're not going to be able to pay your expenses. You're not going to be able to pay yourself. You're not going to be able to reinvest. You want to be make sure that you are charging enough. And if you decide on a couple of different numbers and you're still not sure, just go on to Etsy, research the same exact products that you have, and look at what most people charge for that kind of item. Then 
once you decide on a price, go back and make sure that matches up with the equation we just went over because just because Sally Sue is selling a candle for $15 doesn't mean you need to sell a candle for $15 too. She just might have a lower cost cost to make the candle or maybe she's not even paying herself. So look at the average cost of what other people charge, figure that out, and then make sure you do follow the pricing equation. That way you do know that you are actually making money, that you're not actually making items and barely making a profit. Okay, if you have a non-handmade retail business, you're going to want to take the wholesale price plus the cost it takes to ship it to you. That is going to be your total wholesale cost. So your total cost to get the goods, right? Then you're going to want to times that number by 2.5, whatever it is that you can do depending on the quality of the item, depending on the demand, and depending on how much you think you can sell it for. So for example, say I buy a wholesale price top for $12 and I just bought one pack. So there's six, six shirts here. So I'm going to take the shipping cost divided by six. So say my shipping cost was 20. So divide that by six, we get 3.33. We're going to take 3.33 plus 12. That's going to be my wholesale price. So I'm going to take that wholesale price of what is it 15.33 and I'm going to times that by three so that top is going to be 46 dollars I can also times it by 2.5 at the minimum it needs to be at least 2.5 anything below that you're not going to be making enough to be able to put money back into your business you're not going to be making enough to buy more items to keep selling in your business and you're not going to be able to pay yourself so I want you guys to know that you need you need 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 to be charging at least 2.5 if you can do more do more so say you order a $12 sweater and your calculations come up to $46 if you do the calculation but dang, it is a really good sweater, like really, really good quality. I think I could sell it for like 60. Then go ahead and sell it for 60. Another thing is if you do buy something on sale, so say you get a really good top for $5 on sale because it was last season or whatever, go ahead and sell that for whatever the wholesale price was. So not $5, say it was normally like $14. Go ahead and do your calculations with the $14 instead of the $5 because nobody knows that it was on sale. <laughs> nobody knows that you got it for $5. So go ahead and charge what you would normally charge for that specific thing. So after you've done your calculations with adjusting your pricing, and maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot sell this for this price. I want you to know something. I did the same thing in the beginning. I did the same exact thing. I was like, I cannot sell this top for $45. Nobody in my area is going to buy this. I live in a small town. I mean, nobody buys things for $45 to put on their body. No one's going to do it. I don't think I can do this. And then I started to test things out. 
So whenever I did get in something new, I would mark it to what it was actually supposed to be selling it for. And guess what, you guys? It blew my mind. People actually bought it. And I was like, wow. Like, people really don't care that there's a little bit of a price difference. They just really love the item and they are going to get it no matter what. So if you are nervous about raising your prices to what they actually should be, I get that. I've been there, but you need to do it anyway. <laughs> and chances are customers aren't even going to notice the price difference, if especially if it's a new item, you know? So customers aren't going to notice, oh, well, she was selling a cardigan like three weeks ago for this much, and now she's charging this much for another cardigan. They're not going to do that, you guys. They're not going to do that. They're not going to notice even much of a, dif a difference, especially if they love the items you are selling. That is a whole nother podcast <laughs> with selling items that actually move, selling items that people actually want to buy. But your pricing, you guys, you don't have to be the cheapest. You do not have to market yourself as affordable. You can sell things and make a profit at the same time. You can have it all. You don't have to sell your items for super cheap just to move them. Because here's what I see. I see a girl, she's selling a top for $22. And I know it wholesales for 14. I'm like, girl, you are not making anything. <laughs> you are making sales because it's super cheap. But at the end of the day, you are making less than $8 off of that top. And that is simply not enough to be able to reinvest and to pay your expenses and to pay yourself. That is sad, you guys. And I want more people to know this, that you do not have to be the cheapest. Raise your prices, girl, and be proud of the items that you sell at a profitable price. This episode is brought to you by my social selling and branding course. The social selling and branding course is designed to teach you how to get clear on your ideal brand, your mission, and your ideal customer. It's designed to help you build your brand and grow an audience that actually buys your products. In the social selling and branding course, I teach you all of my tips, tricks, and strategies behind the scenes to help you attract more sales in your business effortlessly. I have gained all of this knowledge. It has taken me over five years to gain all of this knowledge. I've invested in coaches, courses, in-person events, all of these different things. It has taken me five years to gain this knowledge and I am giving this away in a five-week course. So if you are in, if you are ready to stop hearing crickets, if you want to make more sales effortlessly and grow an audience that actually buys your products, get in this course. You can find the direct link to the course in the show notes or go to ericarrhodes.com and look under courses to join. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you absolutely love this podcast, please go ahead and leave me a rating and review so other people can find out about this podcast. Or if you have a business bestie, go ahead and share it with your business bestie if you think they would love this podcast. Go ahead and screenshot you listening to this episode. Put it up on your Instagram story and tag me so I can repost it and spread the love.